Hello and welcome to another episode of Words With Myself. There was once a young man who worked at a jewellery factory, and he was growing increasingly tired of the monotony of his job. He was responsible for attaching the clasps to the pieces of jewellery that would then keep them together around people's wrists, and all he would do was sit at the production line and attach those little clasps to each item one by one, and then go home at the end of the day. And he thought to himself that there must be more out there. He saw these people that were wealthy beyond his wildest dreams, who had money and fame and fortune, and he wanted to be like those people. And he felt like there was more to life than what he currently had, and that the answer lied within wealth. And one day he overheard his bosses talking about a huge gold deposit that was found in South America. And he heard them mention the name of a small village, and he decided that he would save up the money and buy a ticket to fly to South America when he could finally afford to do so. So he saves, 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 and as the months go past, he can finally afford that ticket, and he buys a ticket and flies out to South America. And when he gets there, he goes straight to the village, and he speaks to a local there at a bar, and he says that he is looking for this huge gold deposit that has been rumoured to have existed in that village. And the local tells him that it is only a rumour, but he has a map to where the, the location is, and he says that he will give him a copy of the map as long as he comes back to him and gives him some of the gold when he returns. The boy happily agrees and promises that he will return with money for the man and he sets off on his adventure to follow the map. So after a good night's sleep he gets up bright and early and he starts off on his adventure walking in the direction that the map is trying to lead him. And as the day goes on, he's getting closer and closer to the destination, but he's still a little way away. So he gets out his map and makes sure that he's on the right course. And then he puts it back and he carries on walking and he finally stumbles upon a cave. And he looks at the map again and he sees that the X is marked on the cave. So he knows that he's in the right place. So he enters the cave, he lays down his bag and he gets out his pickaxe and he starts digging for gold in the cave. And he starts looking and he starts hammering away at the walls. And he's hammering, hammering, he's getting tired. And then finally he hears a noise and it sounds like a crack. And he thinks, oh, I must be close. So he keeps hammering, he keeps hammering, he keeps hammering. And then all of a sudden there is an almighty tremble. And the cave walls start shaking and shaking and shaking. And the boy looks over to the gap of where he entered the cave and he sees that the entrance starts to collapse and that rocks pile upon each other and that he can no longer escape from the cave. And after the last rock has fallen, there is no more light in the cave. It is completely dark in there. And the boy sits down and he doesn't know what to do. He can't see anything. He's feeling around. He kind of feels his bag, which has got a few limited supplies, but but he knows that they're not going to last longer than a few days. So he get, picks up his pickaxe and he starts chipping away towards where he thought the entrance was. And he's chipping away and chipping away. And as the hours go past, he transitions into sleeping and then waking up again and chipping away. And then after the rations have run out, he's living off of the bugs and the occasional snake that he can find and just trying his best to get out of this cave. 
but after what seemed like an eternity, but was more likely to be just over a week. He was getting weaker and weaker, and he could barely even pick up the axe anymore, and he was ready to give up. And he knew that he was for sure going to die if he did not manage to get through those rocks. So with what little strength he has left, he decides that he's going to keep digging. And finally, at the end of the day, he chips away at the rock and he hears a crumble and it feels like the axe has broken through to the other side. And he knows that he's close. So he's frantically digging and smashing and smashing and the rocks are clearing and all of a sudden it crumbles and light floods through the cave and it's blinding his eyes and he can't believe it, the pain that is going through him because he has been in darkness for so long that he doesn't even know or remember what it was like to be in the light. The light burns him and he wants to shut his eyes and cover up the hole and he picks up rocks with his eyes shut and he starts covering it up until he can't see the light anymore and he covers the hole back up and he sits there and he cries and he thinks to himself, what am I going to do now? He knows that if he stays, he is surely going to die and he knows that he must face the light even though it is painful, he's tired and exhausted and he knows that he is not going to survive another day or even any more hours and he he must go through. So knowing this, he takes down the rock and he takes down the rocks and keeps his eyes closed while he's taking down the rocks and suddenly he can feel on his eyelids the light swarm through and he slowly and slowly just opens his eyes, and the light is painful at first, but he notices that he's starting to adjust to it slowly. So little by little, he opens his eyes, and he can finally see and find his way out of the cave. And even though he didn't have his gold, he was grateful that he still had his life. And that young man experienced what many of us experience when we go through periods of trauma, And we adjust to long terms of discomfort and pain and suffering. And when it comes to our healing journey, it can be a case where we have suffered for so long and been in pain and darkness and depression for so long that when we finally start to heal and open ourselves up to new possibilities and new ways of living that that can be more painful than remaining in the state of depression. Because one thing about depression and long terms of or long periods of trauma, you can get used to it and it can become comfortable. And that becomes your default and your baseline. You are used to being in pain. So feeling not in pain actually becomes more uncomfortable than being in pain because when you're not in pain you are spending all of your time anticipating the next event the next thing you know it won't last and you keep saying like this is going to go bad soon this this cannot last and because I'm so used to being in pain this period where I'm okay I can't focus on that or concentrate on that because I know that I'm going to go into that state of pain again and I'm used to being in the pain. I would rather remain here 
than be happy for a little while and then have to go through the suffering of falling from the top again. Because just like the boy in the story, when he finally saw light, that was hurting him. Even though it was what was going to lead him to salvation and save him, the light was what was causing him pain in the immediate, and he recoiled. He wanted to go back to that darkness. He wanted to stay in that dark cave, because in the dark cave, yes, he knew he would die. He knew it was suffering, and he didn't want to be alone in the cave. It was more comfortable, and he had adjusted to it, than the light and he was no longer used to the light so the light was the pain the light was the discomfort and I think many of us experience this in the same way when we're so used to suffering that when something good comes along we can't trust it whether it's meeting a new friend or partner or getting a new job or having a new opportunity or meeting a new friendship group we don't trust that that is a good thing Because we're so used to pain and suffering that the idea that something can be good for us or be positive almost is more terrifying than the idea of staying unhappy. Because the depression and the pain and the discomfort is what you have become comfortable and accustomed to. And it seems like anything that is good is causing you immediate pain. Because it's taking you out of that comfort zone into a place where you're putting yourself at risk of losing something that you might love. And people can get so terrified at the prospect of losing something good that they don't want to have it in the first place. And I think that many of us reject a lot of things that are good for us or positive or we push people away that are trying to get close to us because it's not comfortable. Even though we know that it might be good for us, it causes us this immediate pain and we recoil at the thought of it. Yet, deep down, we know that we need it and that that is what is good for us and that's what we need to do. And we often have to dance around this fine line of trusting our intuition and how we feel to see if we're genuinely sensing something that's not good for us and our intuition is telling us that this person or thing or place is no good for us, or if we're just recoiling in fear because we're so used to being unhappy, we're so used to being in the negative that the positive seems like a negative, and we begin to get in the way of our own happiness. And I think oftentimes people expect that when something good happens to them, they will feel like it's a good thing and they will have all of these positive emotions and feelings about this thing and that that is what makes it good. But in reality, sometimes something that is good for us can initially feel terrible. It like exercise or public speaking and you, you know that it's going to be terrifying, you know it's going to be uncomfortable but it might be something that's really good for you and unlocks a lot of opportunities or doors for you. And those things that are initially uncomfortable or initially painful can often yield the most amazing opportunities and benefits of anything. And everything that you want is on the other side of something uncomfortable. And if it was comfortable and easy, you probably wouldn't want it. 
So just know that sometimes once you've been in the dark for so long, the light can be painful at first. And to know and recognize it as light and give it a chance. Let things settle first before making decisions about whether something is good or bad and allow yourself to sit in the discomfort for as long as it takes to make a non-emotional, rational decision about whether something is right for you or not. Thank you for listening.